Hi there. It's been over two years since I've talked about the AEW Women's Division, and some of you might be asking, why is that the case? Is it because the AEW Women's Division still needs a lot more work? Yes. Is it because I have not talked about women's wrestling enough on this podcast? Yes. But is it mostly because I found out that Jamie Hayter was a fan of One Piece? Look, I know I should talk about women's wrestling more, but come on! One Piece? Wrestling? You can't really go wrong here! Ladies, gentlemen, and lady gentlemen, my fictional friends! Welcome back to this new and exciting edition of the Wrestling With Fiction Podcast! The podcast where I pitch to you wrestling storylines from the good to the bad to the damn right insane. My name is Connor and yes, I do sometimes pick fantasy bookings based off of shows that me and a wrestler may have already watched. So yes, we are talking about Jamie Hayter this week. Why? Well, we already talked about it, fans of One Piece. I appreciate that. If you saw me book Lufu like nearly two years ago... Wow, congratulations for sticking around this long. If you haven't, well, I also just think Jamie Hayter's really freaking awesome. That's just the damn well simple truth of it. Uh, I remember my first exposure to Jamie Hayter was, you know, like many others with All Elite Wrestling, starting out with the company initially and seeing this British woman from Southampton, England, repping that. Thank you for that, Jamie. And coming out and stealing the show with the very limited time that she had. Then, of course, she ended up returning later with the debut episode of AEW Rampage. And, uh, well, to be honest, I've just been a fan ever since. I And then I went back and saw some of the stuff in Stardom, went into research and all that stuff, yada, yada, yada. And I, I feel like... She has the potential to have a breakout year soon. She's already getting great television time with Britt Baker, establishing an audience there. She's starting to get more sort of singles victories now, like defeating Mercedes Martinez and being part of the Owen Hart tournament for the women. I think that there is potential for Jamie Hayter to be elevated up the card, especially now that there's the women's title, the TBS championship. I think... The sky's the limit for Jamie Hayter. She's got a very cool look. She's also got that kind of Japan-style bruiser to her. You know what I mean? You know those people who you can look at and you can think, oh, she she's a strong-style wrestler. She's going to knock my head off. Like, I think that's just a really cool presentation, especially in the AEW women's division. That is, uh, I'll be honest, trying to find its identity still, which is a shame. But it's something that could always be worked on, and that's just kind of what I think fans are expecting, is a greater development of this division. And hopefully, these ideas that I have might give a direction forward. Maybe not, you know, completely change the landscape of a women's division. Remember, I, I'm just a fantasy booker. I'm not a wrestling writer. I don't know this stuff. But hopefully, I have some ideas that can get us to a very, you know, fun little scenario. Because that's what this podcast is about. It's about fun, ridiculousness, and sometimes booking NFTs, and random wars, and 
sometimes even fictional characters. So, without that out of the way, and hopefully I don't get my tongue twisted here, let's talk about Jamie Hayter in AEW in about four minutes. Yeah, let's see if we can squeeze this in. Now, I am more than well aware of her sort of tenured history in Rev Pro and Stardom, but for the sake of brevity, we're mostly going to be talking about her AEW career. So, debuting on the 23rd of October 2019 edition of AEW Dynamite, Jamie Hayter would eventually wrestle Britt Baker in a singles match where she would unfortunately be unsuccessful. Ironic how things change, isn't it? From this point, she would eventually go on to having a tag team match with Emi Sakura, where she would take on Riho. And one of the more recent AEW signees at the time, Shanna, where she would eventually be successful. Also leading to Emi Sakura versus Riho for the AEW Women's Championship, but that's not part of the story. Moving on from this, Jamie Hayter would go back to stardom where she would get into the best shape of her life and return in the inaugural episode of AEW Rampage where she would aid Dr. Britt Baker against Red Velvet and Chris Statlander. From this point, she would be associated and aligned with Britt Baker and Rebel for which she would be associated with the rise and dominance of Britt Baker throughout her AEW Women's title reign. During this period, she would be part of the AEW TBS Championship Tournaments, where she would defeat Anna Jay, and would eventually succumb to the fall of Thunder Rosa in the quarterfinals of said tournament. During this period, Jamie Hayter would be part of several feuds tying in with Britt Baker, often facing challenges like Chris Statlander, Riho and others in prep for Britt Baker's eventual AEW Women's title matches. But with this, she's recently had a more of a rise in star power once again, going back to the TBS Championship Tournament where her stock was raised, and having an eventual victory against Mercedes Martinez. And with this, Jamie Hayter has now also currently qualified for the Owen Hart Tournament after defeating Sky Blue on one of the most recent episodes of AEW Rampage. Aside from this, Jamie Hayter's singles competition has been fairly scarce. She's had a couple interactions with Britt Baker where there's been some clear tensions after her loss to Riho and various other segments involving her. And to be honest, from this point, Jamie Hayter's status is relatively unknown. It looks as if they are currently developing a program between her and Tony Storm heading into the inaugural Owen Hart tournament. But with this... There's relatively no direction for Jamie Hayter. Unlike some of the more top stars in AEW's women's division, your Ruby Soho's, your Jade Cargill's, your, you can argue, even Ty Conti, despite the association with Sammy kind of leading to more of a heel thing, Jamie Hayter is in this interesting spot. There is a program pretty much almost set out for her at the gate with Britt Baker down the line, but she's kind of still in this relative limbo with a slight chance of raising her stock with this Owen Hart tournament. But with it, Jamie Hayter's potential is one that I think is still kind of intriguing for wrestling fans. She's, she's shown in her very short time being associated with Britt Baker that she can indeed carry a very lofty and high profile singles match within the division. And has a huge potential being that she's only 26 years old and already performing at such a high level in the division. So with it, we have a lot of questions going into a potential forward thinking for Jamie Hayter. 
She's a star who's kind of in this limbo period where she's associated with Britt Baker, but now the main goal of her being in there to protect Britt Baker's title reign is gone. And now the stock of Jamie Hayter heading to the Owen Hart tournament has the potential to rise higher than it ever has before. Will it? Will it not? Maybe we'll just stay the same. Maybe we'll find out together. And maybe I can give you a direction on where this can go in a segment I'd like to call the tagline because, hey, you know, tagline, wrestling, the tag rope, the tag rope is sacred, taglines, like when you pitch a story, it's great. It's great branding. So for those of you who have never listened to this podcast, if there's any of you who's listening for the first time or you've just happened to find the ones where I'm doing guest stuff now, the tagline is basically my 30 word summary in which I pitch to you a storyline for the wrestler or, I guess, story of the week. Think of it like a summary that you would see on Netflix, Crunchyroll, Hulu, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, whatever freaking, you know, thing that you choose to watch stuff. Like Amazon Prime, where you can watch The Legend of Fox Machina, which is a whole other thing. Very fun, very enjoyable. Apparently D&D can be a very good television show. So who knew, people? Who knew? So... With that out of the way, and with me suddenly thinking about Jamie Hayter's very great theme music. By the way, underrated theme song. I, I don't want to go on tangents, but underrated theme song. Apparently it was inspired by Prince Devitt's theme. If you don't know Prince Devitt and you're on this podcast, the, the Finn Balor. Come on, you know Finn Balor, right? I, inspired off that, that's very cool. And I love, you know, Prince Devitt's New Japan theme. But anyways, just like... Prince Devitt's New Japan theme, just like Jamie Hayter in the AEW Women's Division. It's all on a stock that's rating to rise as we go onto the tagline. So, fictional friends, please give me your energy as I attempt to pitch to you a storyline for Jamie Hayter. So at this point in her career, in my personal opinion, Jamie Hayter is actually very difficult to write for. Jamie Hayter has one clear logical feud to go into, and I think we all know what it is. But there's one issue with her going straight into this program. It's that Wardlow and MJF is happening at the same time. That's annoying. Because one, I love that feud. And two, repetition like this with two things on the same card, you're immediately gonna compare the two. And in turn, it's gonna make the whole thing that you want about equality for the men and women kind of feel a bit skewered and maybe even like this might be a B-Tech version of MJF Wardlow. So that's immediately a bit of a challenge. But the upside of this is that Jamie Hayter is a very good wrestler with a lot of personality that we can have fleshed out. Some of the stuff that she had, which was the reason why she joined Britt Baker. Some of the promo stuff by Britt saying that she was one of the first few people that she met when she came from the UK to America to be part of AEW. That's a cool little story beat. The whole relationship they've had with Britt Baker as champion, where there was a brief little like shove and arguments between the two. How there's little subtle storytellings, how Jamie Hay doesn't do the DMD and how she's starting to get her own sort of push on her own. There's, there's a couple of very nice little character beats that we can have for an eventual turn, so to speak, or even rise up the card. So that isn't really the issue. 
It's about finding a creative spot for Jamie that makes her distinct from not only everybody on the roster, but everyone on the men's division as well. Jamie Hayter, I think, is someone with a lot of potential as an individual wrestler in this division. I feel like she has such a unique look. She stands out from everybody in the division. And there's a bunch of very cool marquee matches with her style that could be really fun that we haven't seen yet. Jamie Hayter versus Chris Statlander in a singles match. Her versus Jade Cargill, which could just be a huge, strong style brawl between Boots and Lariats. That sounds really fun. And just the fact that she has this awesome strength and power to her. I love the fact that she does a ripcord lariat. Which, you will see why, how much I love this going into the actual booking. But, for the sake of brevity, to give you a quick taste of what is to come, the tagline for Jamie Hayter, which I think is imperative for her story going forward in my own booking, is... Thrust into a title scene against the wishes of others. We follow a strong style striker from Southampton as she attempts to overcome the odds. One of numbers, weapons, and treachery. Bit ambiguous, but you know how I like to write these things. I like to be a little bit ambiguous, you know? Give give yourself some randoms to get you, get you to think. Get you to think, what do the numbers mean? Is this some secret Steiner math stuff that we're going through again? I don't know, but maybe we'll know together. And hopefully we can figure out what is next for Jamie Hayter. One of my personal favorite wrestlers in the AEW women's division and avid One Piece fan, which I will most endearly respect. Um, yes, mo mostly also because the One Piece fan stuff. And the fact that she's a very good wrestler. Both those things immediately make me just prefer her a bit more. So, with that clear bias clearly stated, let's dive into what I would personally love to do with the Jamie Hater character. <laughs> So, some of you might be wondering, where on earth do we begin with this story? Going through everything that we've already just stated. So, with it, I'm just going to be honest with you, this is actually going to be quite a small booking, because, I'll be honest, there's there's not a huge depth to the roster that you're going to have to build up Jamie Hater, but we're going to do our best, because, guys, the very first part of this is a mother... TOURNAMENT ARC! Because the Own Heart Tournament's happening! Oh my god! I get to say Tournament Arc again! It doesn't ever get old! So... <laughs> with that, our story begins where you can all come along and bring along all of your hopes and dreams in the very first round of the Owen Heart Tournament. The people already in this match who we need to keep as key players is Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, and some other people that we'll get to down the line. Both of them on opposite sides of this bracket, so to speak. And with it, we have in what in our round of 16, it's a match between Jamie Hayter and Riho. Noticeably throughout this. Britt Baker, Rebel, they tried to interfere partway through this match, which Jamie Hayter kind of just accepts at this point, but they eventually get thrown out of ringside. But rather than Jamie just getting annoyed at the referee, do you think she actually just keeps on fighting? 
we get a couple of those really cool spots with Jamie Hayter where she just takes cross bodies. Like, honestly, go back and watch Jamie Hayter take cross bodies from literally any woman's wrestler. She does like a jump partway through it. It looks awesome. Like, like, oh my god, Jamie, please. And this is very much just going to be a match to showcase Jamie Hayter in her kind of style. Being this hard-hitting woman, especially working with a woman like Riho, who has also been in like Tokyo Joshi and various other places in Japan. This should be a very fun singles match where we get a bunch of really cool power spots from Jamie Hayter. Riho showcasing her high-flying ability and how she was a inaugural AEW Women's World Champion, which we all seem to forget. <laughs> and with it, Britt Baker tries to interfere once again, despite being kicked out, tries to come in through the crowd, but Jamie Hayter actually stops her. It almost gets her defeated by Riho with a very quick roll-up. But Jamie Hayter kicks out at two and a half. Manages to quickly regain momentum with a ripcord lariat for the one, two, three. Jamie Hayter, as the commentators put over, has beaten a former AEW Women's Champion in the first round of the tournament. And in contrast, Britt Baker has her match, respectively, on Rampage, in which she faces a talent like Chris Statlander once again. Now, heading into the second round, the quarterfinals, Britt Breaker is asking why on earth Jamie Hayter did this type of action. Because why wouldn't you? This is your close friend that you've helped develop as an alliance in which they have both made the promise that they're going to meet each other in the finals of the tournament. And it's at this point where we get Jamie Hayter in the second round against Thunder Rosa. Yes, that's right. Thunder Rosa is in this tournament. And for some of you may be wondering, why is Thunder Rosa in this tournament? Well, this is explained after the Battle of the Belts match with Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose. She basically announces herself as a part of the Owen Hart tournament because she wants to prove that she is a fighting women's champion. Do you remember the promise that she said of how she wants to be a world women's champion, defending the title against anyone across the globe? And what better way to showcase this than in the Owen Hart tournament? And it's in this case that Britt Baker is saying that she would want to accompany Jamie Hayter to ringside because, hey, there's no way that she wants to face her in the finals of the tournament because Britt Baker wouldn't say that. But you get the point. Britt Baker would just be saying, hey, I just want to do this to assist you because we we both know that you can't beat Thunderosa. Not, not without us. Not without us. Come on. We're, we're a team. And... Jamie doesn't really say anything in this exchange. She literally just looks at them and she she pats them on the back and she exits to go to a match. Next week on AEW Dynamite, we get Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hater. No Britt Baker, no Rebel. It's just a straight up singles match. And it is a hell of a war. They have the commentators putting over that they fought each other in the TBS Championship Tournament. And this is one of Thunderosa's very first matches as AEW Women's World Champion after having one successful defense against Nyla Rose. Jamie Hayter goes out immediately out of the gate to go for a lariat and try and end this quickly. So when the damage from Riho's match has really started to take a turn to her. Thunderosa comes in with drop kicks to the abdomen, just 
Fire Thunder Drive showing all the intensity that has made her one of the fan favorites of the AEW Women's Division. We get ourselves, you know, the classic forearm spot. We say, yay, boo, yay, boo, yay, boo, 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 boo. As Jamie Hayter continues to wail on forearms that almost put Thunder Rosa down to her knees. We get this spot where... After this exchange, Thunder Rosa has been hit down by forearms, and as she goes for a lariat, Thunder Rosa gets up and nearly hits a fire Thunder driver, and actually misses it, but goes for it again. But Jamie Hater, out of pure luck or just ring awareness from having such a lengthy career that the commentators put over, gets her foot on the bottom rope, kicking out of the fire Thunder driver. And with this. Thunder Rosa is absolutely shocked. Jamie Hayter has shown more heart than she could have ever expected, considering that she is an, technically an underling of Britt Baker. Thunder Rosa prepares for another fire. Thunder Driver attempts to lock in a submission. And Thunder Rosa locks in an armbar. An armbar that Jamie Hayter counters into a powerbomb, maintaining that wrist control and hitting a Discord Lariat for the one, two, three. Yes, Jamie Hayter is the first woman to pin Fonderosa clean in the middle of the ring in the tournament, shocking everyone in the in the stands, in the crowd, backstage. We even get a quick cut of Britt Baker watching on backstage, completely floored by this, as Jamie Hayter raises her hand absolutely exhausted and damaged after two weeks of being targeted in the abdomen throughout this entire tournament. More on that later, as she advances to the semi-finals of the Owen Hart tournament. Likewise, on the opposite side of the bracket, Britt Baker makes easy work against Red Velvet and Chris Statlander, people who she's already fought and faced with the help of Reba. And... With it, we have ourselves our little semi-finals on both sides of the brackets. We have fun. We have. I almost said Funderosa. We have Jamie Hater versus Tony Storm as a little build-up to the previous week's episodes of Dynamite, and we have Britt Baker versus Insert Your Big Baby Face Push here. We're gonna say Ruby Soho, Destination Unknown, Ruby 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 Soho, and with it, we have. The big British match that people have been waiting for. Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. Where eventually, just all of the abdomen damage. Having beaten the AEW Women's Champion and a former AEW Women's World Champion. Finally catches up to Jamie Hayter where she loses to Tony Storm. With the Storm Zero for the 1, 2, 3. Britt Baker makes her way to the finals. And eventually, Tony Storm wins the whole thing. Why does Tony Storm win the whole thing? Well, Britt Baker surely is pissed and annoyed that Jamie Hayter, because of this whole situation being beaten up so badly, did not assist her in her AEW Women's World title match. Will that lead to something more? I guess we'll find out a bit later. And with this, the chips are starting to be filled for AEW's big pay-per-view, Double or Nothing. Thunder Rosa comes out to the crowd and addresses how she doesn't have an opponent for the AEW Women's World Title Tournament. And she starts talking about how she can only really think of one 
well, maybe even two potential challenges for that title. She immediately calls out Tony Storm, stating that she was the one who won the tournament that she couldn't, and as being the AEW Women's World Champion, the champion of the world, it's only right that she gives the winner of the inaugural tournament a shot at the AEW Women's World title. They quickly have a stare down where they are interrupted by Dr. Britt Baker. Britt Baker comes out and addresses the AEW audience, saying that she still deserves a rematch for her record-breaking performances against Fonderosa, both at St. Patrick's Day Slams two years in a row, and her successful defense at AEW Revolution. And how she had to defend the title under two weeks' notice, unlike some of her previous AEW World Title defenses. Fonderosa quickly denotes these accomplishments. She puts over Britt Baker as being a valiant rival, but she wasn't the other person that she was referring to. And in fact, she looks, she quickly looks over and stares at the person next to Britt Baker, none other than Jamie Hayter. Britt Baker puts over that Jamie Hayter and her have been friends for two years and it wasn't for her, she wouldn't be in AEW. And she says that Jamie wouldn't even want to have this opportunity, seeing that she's clearly at a disadvantage. Clearly, Jamie would want. And Jamie here immediately grabs the microphone out of Britt Baker's hand. And, in fact, she just she just stares at Thunderosa and she just says, You're on. And then drops the microphone and leaves by herself. And with it, we have the build to double or nothing. It's a triple threat match. Thunderosa, Jamie Hayter, and Tony Storm for the AEW Women's World Championship. In the build... We have Jamie Hayter still trying to mend the bridges that she's clearly starting to build with Britt Baker, in which she kind of apologizes for her actions and understands that whilst it was the reason that she came into AEW, she's not the reason why she wants to stay in AEW. Likewise, Britt Baker tries to mend the bridge herself, saying that it's not that I didn't think you weren't good enough for this, it's just that I felt that we had an understanding between us as friends. And all that stuff, you know, great little friendship stuff. Maybe you get Tony Schiavone in there where they can both say, shut up, Tony, and have a little bit of a friendship bonding moment. You know, little bits like that to remind us why, you know, we enjoy Britt Baker as a character. Uh, have stuff with Jamie Hayes so you get to build that kind of friendship dynamic and hell, have Rebel in there because Rebel's fun. That's nice. And thus, we have our triple threat match. Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, and... Fonderosa for the AEW Women's World Championship, which will be put on specifically first. Why is it going first, you may ask? Because I put the woman in a prominent spot. I put them in a prominent spot that puts over the title. You know, you hear it in wrestling that you want to either put them on first or last to really get over the position of his thing. And, you know, to set the tone of double or nothing. This kind of feels like a great match to put in there to establish Fonderosa as a fighting champion. Get over Tony Storm into this big debuting star and have Jamie Hayter be this underdog attempting to rise up from her situation. That would be great. And with it, we have ourselves a very fun match that really puts over the fighting spirit of Jamie Hayter that we've been trying to, I guess, essentially build with the Owen Hart tournament, having her still have a sort of like sustained sort of injury to the abdomen that is targeted throughout the match. We saw that it's kind of like taped around for the majority of it because of 
severe attacks from like Thunder Rosa's drop kicks, Riho's offense, Tony Storm, etc., etc. And with it, we build to a closing angle where Jamie Hater does not tap out to Thunder Rosa. She passes out in the middle of the ring. Tony Storm knocked out as Thunder Rosa retains the AEW Women's World Championship. Thunder Rosa celebrates in the ring as Jamie Hater regains consciousness. She shakes the hand of Thunder Rosa. She leaves the ring. The crowd give her an ovation, putting her over as much more of a fighting wrestler, a more resilient individual. Where Brick Baker comes out, almost looking like she's giving a prideful solidarity, as it looked like for a second that she was going to grab Rebel's crutch and hit her, but she doesn't. She hugs her. She raises her arm up as Rebel from behind hits a crutch at the back of Jamie Hater. Britt Baker still holding onto the arm, locks in the lockjaw and has her pass out once again in the middle of the ring where she shouts, You wouldn't be here without me. You wouldn't be here without us. And she exits the ring. With us now establishing a program for which we now have Jamie Hayter versus Britt Baker. All heading into Act 2. So from this point, Act 2, which I am now firmly dubbing The Chase. Not, not, the, not the television show The Chase, but The Chase! The Chase! There we go. In the build-up to Jamie Hayter versus Dr. Britt Baker. Now, Britt Baker throughout this entire build is constantly refusing Jamie Hayter to getting another shot. She talks about how Jamie Hayter's only time and reason for being in AEW is because she brought her in. She's the only reason that she had a match in AEW. She's the reason that she exists in this company, has had such a high-profile position, and that she wouldn't be anything without Dr. Britt Baker. And she talks about how ever since she lost the AEW Women's World Championship, she started to see that she was becoming a lot more selfish. Everything that she did for her was being firmly neglected after all of her hard work. And that if she just stood in line and supported her like she had supported Jamie Hayter for her entire AEW career, then things would have turned out drastically different. And from this point forward, because it seems like Thunder Rosa refuses to give her a world title shot, it feels like everybody else is doing something, Brit Breaker vows to do anything to get her title back. And from this point, we get the build of Brit Baker going and chasing for the AEW Women's World Championship once again against Fonda Rosa. She starts having these matches where she puts on the lockjaw so much more earlier and attempts to and gets in some cases like a a la Sky Blue or maybe a Julia Hart to fuel her heel turn, getting out people's teeth. Yes. We're getting a proper almost Isaac Yankum DDS type of thing to get a match with Fonderosa. Of course, this eventually works when we get Britt Baker versus Fonderosa free for the AEW Women's World Championship, where Fonderosa retains because of a returning Jamie Hater. Jamie Hater interferes in the match, taking out Reba, allowing just enough of a distraction for Fonderosa to retain the AEW Women's World Championship. The two have a stare down. As Fonderosa leaves to allow Jamie Hayter to get a little bit more comeuppets on Britt Baker. And with it, the feud continues to build. We have Jamie Hayter versus Britt Baker being billed for several weeks' time as Jamie Hayter continues to demand a match 
against Britt Baker. But with such and such, Britt Baker constantly chasing down Jamie Hayter to take out the teeth of Jamie Hayter after everything that has happened. Everything that's happened, blaming her for losing her most prized possession, not once, but twice. Not being in the double or nothing match and losing to Thunder Rosa. And so with it, we eventually get Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter on an episode of Dynamite, a very special episode of Dynamite. And a anniversary show of Dynamite. And as it looks like Jamie Hayter is about to get a match with Britt Baker, something happened. You see, two masked assailants in white suits attack Jamie Hayter from behind. Britt Baker comes in and continues the assault on them as well. And the two unveil themselves as Penelope Ford and the Bunny. Britt Baker celebrates with the three with the match not even happening and delaying it once again. Britt Baker goes on to with a returning segment of The Waiting Room. Yes, The Waiting Room, the thing that was on AEW Dark, her own personal talk show, where she parades how she was able to vanquish the threat of Jamie Hayter once again. She talks about her brand new associates Penelope Ford and The Bunny and how they've all had a united cause. All of them being underappreciated by the AEW women's division for all their work being originals inside of this company. They talk about how throughout all of their entire careers they have been overlooked despite all of their accolades they have achieved within the company. And with it, they promise to continue the cause and will do anything by any means necessary to prove otherwise, dubbing themselves as a trio, the Doctors of Destruction, saying that their aim is very simple, to claim the titles they should have always had as the faces of the AEW Women's Division and the breakers, or should I say the face breakers of the division. This goes on for several weeks. Jamie Hayter is taken off television after the assault, being put through announce tables and various other things and flams. As we get eventually a six-man tag team match with Britt Baker and the Doctors of Destruction against Ruby Soho, Fonderosa, and a Anna Jay, because Ty Conti seems like she's got a bit of heat right now. So... With all of that, we get some continuous tags here and there, where they eventually say that they are going to get their demands met on an episode of The Waiting Room. Weeks pass by and we get this waiting room segment, where everything's being happened on the fly, stuff being developed, guests coming in and out, until a very special guest stagehand comes in. Britt Baker, immediately thinking it's Jamie Hayter, attacks them, puts them through the set, only to reveal that it was just a regular set designer who was keeping extra COVID precautions. And it's at this point that we have one of the various other cameramen come in from behind, attacking Britt Baker. And that is none other than Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter continues to say that she demands a match with Britt Baker. She will do anything to get her match with Britt Baker. Saying that, she may have brought her to AEW, she wasn't the person who made her in AEW. It was her hard work, her sacrifices going to a country unknown to her, the US, Japan, and across the entire world that brought her here. 
and nothing else. And now that she'd finally got the support of the people, the fans, and even people to shoo, she wouldn't have even cared to bat an eye to give her a chance. There's nothing that she's willing to do but face Britt Baker. And with it, she demands that AEW management give her a shot at the AEW, or should I say the former AEW Women's World Champion. Britt Baker comes out once again refusing to have this shot, but then she stops for a second. She looks around at her team, she looks at Jamie Hayter all there by herself, and she says, if you want a shot at this championship, or not even championship, if you want a shot at the face of the AEW Women's Division, you need to show that you can be as hardworking, as resilient, as strong as one of the top guys of the AEW women's division, a pillar of this company. And it's set for a very special episode of Dynamite, Jamie Hayter in a gauntlet match against Penelope Ford, The Bunny, and Rebel. And who's the first person to come out? Penelope Ford! Penelope Ford comes out. Britt Baker is on commentary once again, opening the show on AEW Dynamite, establishing them in multiple parts of the show, making them more integral to the plot of AEW rather than putting them in one section. We have Jamie Hayter take on Penelope Ford, very much designed to wear down Jamie Hayter, putting her in a motor lock, with Jamie Hayter narrowly being able to get a roll-up victory for the win. Penelope Ford still continues to assault her, allowing the bunny to head in. The bunny goes in, trying to do every dastardly cheat in the book, with Penelope Ford still at ringside. Distractions including a brass knuck shot to Jamie Hayter, with her barely getting a two and a half out of that resolve. Jamie Hayter hitting Lariat after Lariat, getting her a successful pinfall victory over the bunny. And with that, we finally get the final opponent, Reba, Rebel, whatever you want to call her, which is very quick and sudden. She enters in, Jamie Hayter, exhausted, hits one more final lariat for the one, two, three. Jamie Hayter, struggling to stand, raises her arm in victory, not even looking at the crowd, just simply exhausted in a pile of her own sweat. As Britt Baker comes down, grabs the crutch that she did to take out Jamie Hayter in the first place, locks in the lockjaw, and throws her into the turnbuckle, leading her to bleed and to suffer. As we get the announcement by Britt Baker that she wants a no-holds-barred match against Jamie Hayter. As we all find ourselves heading in to Act 3. <laughs> So the final chapter of this story is, of course, our Act 3, which is set at AEW Revolution. It is Jamie Hayter versus Britt Baker in a no-holds-barred match. And we don't really need to do much to explain it. We've had the build. It's been Jamie Hayter trying to get her hands on Britt Baker. But so many other things getting in the way. Penelope Ford, the bunny. Uh. Shenanigans. All that fun stuff all leading to a match between the pair in a no-holds-barred match at Revolution. And, to put it simply, it's going to be violent. <laughs> I'm talking... I'm talking steel chairs, 
I'm talking thumbtacks. I'm talking freaking barricades being broken with Jamie Hayter trying to charge at Britt Baker, but being hit through the wall. And we get various spots in this match where it looks like Britt Baker is going to take the teeth out of Jamie Hayter. That is entirely the focus of this match as Britt Baker has taken a much more dark turn to her dentist character. We get spots of her just trying to lock in the lockjaw early, constantly using weapons that target the face, all these other things to try and get a tooth out of Jamie Hayter and exact her revenge for, in her mind, costing her the AEW Women's World Championship. Jamie Hayter, she is having an uphill battle. She has to face the Doctors of Destruction in Penelope Ford and the Bunny and Re Rebel who are constantly trying to distract her throughout the match, having a 4-on-1 numbers advantage against her. We have various spots in this match where Jamie Hayter individually and stylistically takes out members of this group, starting out with Penelope Ford who she is able to hit through an announce table. We have the Bunny who she manages to knock out with a lariat. And eventually, through some various brawling in which both the pair of them head up to the stage ramp, we have Rebel being hit through, and not an announce table, you know, off the stage. <laughs> off the stage, through some tables, all that fun stuff, cool little spot there. All leading to a very close near falls from Britt Baker hitting curb stomp after curb stomp after curb stomp leaving Jamie Hayter bleeding as she takes her to the center of the ring because she wants the entire world to see as she takes out the tooth of Jamie Hayter. It's at this point, Britt Baker, she's getting ready to put in the lockjaw. She's getting her glove on, all this stuff sorted, ready to go. It's at this point, she's doing this with some thumbtack spots out because you know what? Britt Baker has claimed on several occasions to be the hardcore legend, so why not keep the trend going? She puts that out. Jamie Hayter manages to counter by putting some leverage of her onto the thumbtacks. Ooh, wow, ouch, Jesus. <laughs> All the while, as this is happening, Hayter struggling to fight out with Britt Baker just not letting go despite being in the thumbtacks. Finally, due to brute strength, manages to power up, maintaining wrist control by grabbing the hand that Britt Baker was holding in to try and take out the teeth to set up for her ripcord lariat that she hates not once, not twice, but three times with the third time appearing as if she had knocked a tooth down Britt Baker's throat, getting the one, two, three. Jamie Hayter successfully beats Britt Baker, taking revenge on the woman that ruined some of her grand moments at Double or Nothing and had been causing tyranny for her throughout the year. And from there, well, Britt Baker's not really hurt by the whole thing. Like, granted, you might have all this numbers of interference in there, but you've still got a good prominence of her to stay in the main event section. She held the belt for what felt like over a year. Jamie Hayter gets a little bit of elevation. If you want to put in a TBS title match against Jade Cargill, that would be very fun. If you want a Thunderosa Jamie Hayter rematch, that could be cool. Or maybe you even set up a triple threat match with all three of them heading into the next big pay-per-view because you never know, could be fun. 
And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how I would book Jamie Hater. Nothing too crazy, nothing too overly complicated. Just, just a standard feud. There we go. Bing, bada boom. I guess that's a way to end it. Yeah! <laughs>that we have come to the end of this week's wrestling with fiction was it good was it bad was it meh i'll let you be the judge of that as with everything wrestling is incredibly subjective could have been better could have been worse who really knows but with it hey i had fun i hope you guys had fun listening to me ramble about the AEW women's division and bits of one piece I should really continue doing, like, bookings with One Piece. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, I might have to do Usopp at some point. Usopp would be really fun. If if you haven't watched One Piece and you're a wrestling fan, go, go watch some One Piece. I know it's a commitment, but it's a fun time with fun theme songs and friendship. We all need friendship. <laughs> so... With that all done and dusted, I want to say thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, maybe consider subscribing on your favorite podcast app, subscribing on YouTube, perhaps even leaving a review if you feel so inclined. And with it, I'm going to end it here. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for everything and all the lovely support that I've experienced from the wrestling community and you yourself, the listener. I hope all of you have a lovely day, and remember everyone, wrestling can always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all, Good night, everybody. <laughs>